All right. Well, guess what? We come with a hard intro because we just had us a good conversation that didn't nobody <laughs> use. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. Oh, right, y'all, why don't we go back and play the intro? Uh, let's let's go let's go bring it back. Let's go bring it back. Let's run it again. All right. Everybody, everybody can see a little bit of the back room. <laughs> That was a good practice run, wasn't it, fellas? It was. <laughs> Man, we was kicking some serious knowledge to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate being called to nobody to my face. I used to call it to my face, man. It's all love, bro. It's all love. It's all love, man. Well... I'm gonna see if I'm gonna see if we can do it again, and we're gonna have, we're gonna have to use an abbreviated uh, open since so we've got a guest coming on at the bottom of the hour. Mm-hmm. But I am not Brian Fulford, everybody. Newsflash: I am not Brian Fulford. That is Kelvin Rosier. That is Marcus Green, and I am AD Drew sitting in for Brian Fulford, who uh, off on assignment, but he should possibly be coming off his assignment and be joining us at the top of hour number two which really isn't our number two since we didn't start our number one on the proper time. But anyway, I digress, man. What's going on, fellas? Calvin, what's, what's happening, man? Give me about this mess, man. It's a beautiful day in Zumanda. <laughs> glad, glad, glad to be with my rattlers and my brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, bail me out, man. You know what? It happens to the best of us. You know, technical difficulties, messing around with different stuff. You know what? But it's all good in Rattle Land. Look, it's 2023. We should not be having internet and connectivity issues in 2023, fellas. We don't have dial up anymore. We got high speed fiber, we got all different kinds of things. And as long as you got electricity, you should have you should have internet. Matter of fact, most people would prefer internet over electricity right now. And I'll be doggone. Students, you know. So it's always gonna be imperfect, no matter no matter the technology. And in, anyway, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey. <laughs> you see you see the scroll at the bottom of the screen. Asking y'all uh Tip, we, we definitely need some tips because obviously uh, somewhere up in there we need to tip the internet man so that he don't uh, you know snipe me before the show uh, gets ready to come on and then we forget to actually push the live button 
when we saw having a whole conversation in the back room. <laughs> and I know some of y'all out there, Brian, I know you watch, but they don't really like you. They like me. So I'm going to ask them to get me the like button today, my brother. Push, push the like button for your boy, AD. For it, what well, all my SBI people, all my SBI people, oh, I need you to go ahead and push that button. Uh, follow, hey, follow us on Twitter and on, on Instagram. Download the JBN app by JBN slash my PCSN available on Google Play and the Apple App Store. And I also need you to go to your favorite uh, podcasting service. Download the BCSN Pod Zone, Amazon, Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Google, and many more. So, fellas. We only got about two minutes before we need to go to break and bring on our first guest. I, I like I like these little short segments like this. But I'm gonna ask the, I'm gonna re-ask the question that I asked when nobody could hear us, but you and but the, the two of you guys. Man, do y'all food bill go up during the summertime for those who have kids? Cause they cause they stay in the refrigerator all the time. Sure does. So you gotta get them outside. You put them in accounts, my brother. That's what you do. You keep them busy, man. Get them out the house. As long as they in the house, they using up the AC. They drinking up all the Kool-Aid. They eating all the collard greens. So absolutely, they got to go. When I go out the house, they got to go out the house, too. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Were y'all the ones, like me, you went to camp. It could be a basketball camp. It could be a football camp. It could be swimming, even though I swim like a rock or NYSP or whatever it is. And then you come home, you get in the shower, and then mama sent you off to uh, vacation Bible school. Yes, sir. Good. Mm -hmm. I'm a good, wholesome Christian boy. That's what we do in the South. You know, we, we, we got to go get some Jesus in us. To get, yeah. <laughs> You know, the old folks always worry about your backsliding, right? They always think you're going to backslide. Go back to your heathen days. <laughs> Some of us ain't never heathen days. You <laughs> were too young for heathen days. Mark, Mark is it, how, how many vacation Bible schools did you go to over the summertime? I, I didn't go to vacation Bible school because I got shipped off to grandma for like the whole summer. So wow. it was like every Sunday. Whenever she would go to the church, you know, anything she would do with the church, I was right there next to her. So it was like, it wasn't like a vacation. It was like Bible school. It, I mean, it, it was, it was, it, it was a version of Bible, uh, vacation Bible school. And, and don't, don't forget about, you know, when you visiting, you always got to stand up when they ask any visitors yeah. of the church and stuff, you know, she's going to make you stand up. Yeah. She'll look dead <laughs> at you. Like, this my grandbaby. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what what the ladies of the church always uh, gave you, you always got that peppermint. Always got that yeah. peppermint, my brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep a peppermint in a in, in a person, and also, you know, the the adorable young gentleman I was, you know, with the fat cheeks and the dimples. They always pulling on your cheeks. Hey, baby, <laughs> <laughs> look at them pretty dimples. <laughs> I think I went. 
I think I would go to every denomination. I went to Lutheran. I went to Catholic. I went to Baptist. I went to AMB. I went to Episcopal. I went to every denomination vacation Bible school that there was. I went. To, I even went to non-denominational vacation Bible school <laughs> <laughs> just to get out the house. Yeah, come pick him up. He'd be ready. He'd be ready at five o'clock. He'd be ready at five thirty. I'm hopping to a call with people who I don't even know, but you, but you know, that was back when you could do stuff like that. <laughs> and, 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 and as as Edward Kelvin says, as if you left the heathen world. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to uh, all those uh, joining us here on the ONG Strike Zone. Let's see, let's get some shout outs in before we get ready to go to this. Uh, this first break. Uh, name you may know, uh, Kelvin Kenneth Rosier is on, Jay Back, uh, B Starch, Barry 305, always there with us, even with the technical difficulties. Uh, Kevin Bull Butler, Fangs Up is here, Demetria Offer, Melissa Williams, B Starch, J Mac, I think I said J Mac already, uh, Tamara T, Edward Moore. Chuck Hunt, always in the house. Ashton Harris, hey, hey keep on uh, making those comments, y'all. And, and all, Sweet. Those who I see, Sweet. all those who I see in there, if, if y'all don't put your, that thumbs up button and subscribe, don't, don't, don't give me no more comments. I'm not nice <laughs> like Brian. You, bet, you, better, you better hit that thumbs up and subscribe if you're going to comment in our chat room. I'm going to say it. That's what they taught me in SBI. You know, you can't do nothing unless you open your mouth and say it. Mm. All right, fellas. Uh, I think we got. We're still waiting on our first guests to arrive. So we want to keep going with the show. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's get. Let's get. Let's get with tennis first. Let's get with tennis first. I th- I thought you was gonna fire up that grill there, Kevin. Uh, Kelvin. You know, you Follow. had a grill fired up. Oh no! Well, you know, you know, uh, I'm not gonna use it on my own, my own yet. You know, we we we'll, we'll, we'll save that for later. All right, we gonna we we gonna save the two and barbecue for later. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get let's get in, let's let's get into tennis then. Uh, Rattlers, Lady Rattlers lost to Georgia, four zero. In the first round of the NCAA tournament in Athens, the whole site for the opening round at the Dan McGill Tennis Complex. Just as an FYI, Georgia won the 2023 SEC title and received the automatic bid to the tournament for, damn, 36 <laughs> years? Yes. Wow. You ought to see their facilities. So 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 let, let me get this straight. Thirty six years. That means they have been to the NCAA tournament every year since I was a freshman in high school. With the same head coach, he's he's retiring after this year. About damn time. Oh, let, let somebody <laughs> else get a piece of it. Hey, uh, and by and by the way, Florida State played them the next day, and they got uh shut out two four zero, and they were ranked. And they have hosted for the last twelve years. 
posted for, for the last 12 years. That means the last time that they did not host the people who are graduating high school this month were in kindergarten. That's the, yeah. That's the, mm-hmm. Let's think about that. Let's think about that. So, uh, taking a look at, I got to pull this up. Yeah, the ladies, uh, I'm, I'm sure they were excited to get in their first their first tournament. The first one that we've been, I don't remember, I know, I think uh, according to the records, we were MEAC champs in the late 90s. But I don't know if we made the tournament back then only because it, there was a lot of PR about this being our first tournament appearance. But, you know, just to make that showing and to go up against a pretty much a, a formidable team and give them some competition, you know, and, and get on that stage and get acclimated, especially with such a young tennis team. I think we had one senior and one graduate. So to have that experience and be able to carry that for the next three seasons of eligibility and carrying that into next year's schedule, into next year's SWAC SWAC schedule, the tournament, and then hopefully the NCAAs again, there won't be as much, if any, apprehension or any surprises. Uh, looking at the scoring for that day, uh, let's see, Sarah Rakim and Sierra Sandy lost their match 6-1 to one in, the, in their doubles match. In singles play, uh, let's see, Reagan Harris topped Genesis Whitelock 6-love, six, six 6-1. Yeah, and yeah, six one and Rebecca Gaines lost six one six three. If I'm looking at this uh, correctly, yeah. yeah, I think the key the key was we we understood we were facing um long odds and, and yes, and and, and Marcus hit a dead on hell. It was more about just the exposure. Uh, it's a reward for going undefeated and winning the swag. Uh, again, we have a, a, a sit president out, so I quit as young. So it was a, it was a good foot first step. And and let's face yeah. it, you know Georgia Georgia is a powerhouse. Uh, put me to a like a twenty eight million dollar upgrade to their tennis facility that they already have. I said twenty eight million. So uh, it, it 20, is what 20, it is. Twenty-eight million funds, fam. You athletics for two years, and they spent that on one facility. Just tennis. Look, look, yeah, looking at the uh, results, I just found the results. It doubles play. The most we, most we got in a set was two six to two, and there was only one thing. Rebecca Gaines was the only person who got more than one game in a set she lost six one six three so everybody else lost their sets either six six one or six love so hey it is what it is we we made it to the ship and this is a this is the war and we got a couple minutes i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna go there with this conversation we talked about this on on uh on our sunday show and we were talking about tournaments uh HBCU tournaments in general. 
and there's been some talk about reducing the fields for some some terms in some sports. Baseball, uh, your basketball is already reduced, but in some of the sports in some of the conferences. Somebody made this good counter argument for us on the HBCU level. This is the experience because be it tennis, be it basketball, be it whatever, that's only one team who's going to get beyond. So for us at our level, the conference tournament is our ultimate reward at having the chance to compete and win at that conference tournament. The problem with some of our conference tournaments are some of the experiences aren't the best that they could be. You know, at one point in time, we used to play a lot of times in, in, in NFL venues. We played in NBA arenas. You know, we played in major league or minor league baseball parks and things like this. Now we've kind of regressed from that in, in the name of saving money. What are you guys' thoughts just in general on the conference tournament and the conference tournament experience? And me having, having experienced a couple of uh, conference tournaments when I was coaching in the SIAC. But I just want to get you guys' thoughts on that. To be honest, I, I haven't been around them enough uh, to in the swag to, to say one way or the other. Um, what I would say, I did go to like the MEAC basketball tournament about six years in a row. Uh, overall, um, you know, I think we kind of get what we get. Uh, I, I can't say that it's bad or great. You look at the Legacy Bowl, um, um, well, the what is it? Self- Celebration Bowl. I'm sorry. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty well attended, and uh, it's on national TV. So I, I think we we've got some some wins, some pluses with fit. You know, the revenue rating sports. You know, they seem to pick decent ven- uh, neutral venues. So uh, um, I would like to see more coverage of those tournaments, though. Right? There's should be some more TV something and and revenue streams built into that. Uh, and it would be we have sponsors so that the teams participate and do get packages uh, like uh, other tournaments and so forth. But, you know, I understand we, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a process. I do like the direction that uh, the SWAT conference and uh, has been going. And, and with certain things, and we just got to keep building upon that. Yeah, yeah. And there was a there was a point in time where just about every tournament you had had some type of banquet or awards banquet or something the day before the tournament started. But a lot of conferences have gotten away from that. Marcus, your your thoughts just in general on our conference tournament experience? I've only been to a couple, and the majority of them were when family was in the MEAC, so I haven't had a chance to experience the SWAC tournaments. But much like Kelvin said, you know, you have to balance it with convenience for the teams that are participating within your regional footprint, the cost, and given that all these sports overlap with other collegiate conferences and the pros, and that severely cuts down on the number of venues that are open. So you have to also have to think about competition, who's hosting or who's available or has an arena available, not only for the sports, but also for any other 
ancillary ancillary activities that the arena may sell out for I me mean, much like even though it's in the pros but you look at my Atlanta Hawks which got which lost in the first round but they surprised the Boston Celtics took them to six games and they had to move Janet Jackson today because you know they had the tournament book for her the same night which would have been game five so you have conflicts with all kinds of things and also you want to make sure you build a, a fan following so you don't want to get something that's oversized and you lack the community feel and you just feel like you're in one of those box stadiums that you're just it's just cavernous and you're not really getting the feel for the tournament because that's what really builds it up all these tournaments that we uh, tend to watch and perhaps even be envious of when you think of the ACC that they had uh, meager beginnings and it built up based on a regional following and regional teams and now you see the behemoth that we have now but it built up back in the days when college basketball was very regional not on TV or if so very rarely so if you had a good team you had to be show up not only to the regular season but to the tournaments to cheer them on yeah and I, I hey Drew this, um, um yes. Drew let me just jump in real quick and say we may need to consider especially for the non-revenue sports and I know we do that for track but uh we we may even need to consider because I know we do it in football for the sweat championship game on-campus uh, facilities. Uh, the SWAC does have schools that have pretty pretty good facilities in a lot of different sports. If you're not going to have sponsorship at those neutral sites. Preview is one of the best tracks yeah, so, in, in the nation. So I'm, I'm all for featuring our, our universities, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, the only problem with that, ha having been in that position, man, hosting a tournament at your facility is a whoo and uh, the student athletes who are at that host institution they may not get that true tournament experience and i'll take i'll take baseball for example i was just at the siac baseball tournament last week well it most people who play baseball at our level Guess what they have to do? They have to maintain their field. If you first base, you go out and rake first base. If you're the pitcher, you go out and rebuild the pitcher's mile. Catch it, go back in and fill in the batter's box and all that stuff. So if you hosted your baseball tournament for your conference, guess who, who is the grounds crew? <laughs> <laughs> the, the home team. So that particular group of kids, even though they get to sleep in their own beds and their own dorms and all that stuff, they don't get that, that tournament experience because everybody else going back to the hotel. Everybody else going to, going to uh, Applebee's or whatever to eat. They going to the calf. Well, I would hope the conference would help with uh, in terms of the logistics stuff and, and you know, if you if you hosting and so forth, that can be negotiated. That That's a small thing to me. Um, you know, but, you know, Having it away from campus, neutral site, poorly attended, uh, yeah, everybody get to go and and participate. But what does it do in terms of actual teams and the status of the conference? You know, I, you know, I, I want to just go somewhere other than just saying we play each other. At, at, at this this uh facility, right? It needs to be more than that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
whatever the facility is, a couple of things. A, the facility needs to fit the crowd expected at the at event. If you're going to have 2,000 people at an event, you need to be in a 2,000 to 25 seat venue. Because 2,000 people in a 10,000 seat venue looks like crap. 2,000 people in a 2,500 seat venue looks good. Just, just saying, just, just saying on that. And number two, whatever, whatever city we go to, we got to do a better job of marketing it to to that particular city. You know, no, nobody knows that you're going to have A, B, and C tournament until three days before the doggone tournament comes. And, and, and last thing, number three, no. I don't care which sport it is outside of football, basketball tournament, baseball tournament, softball tournament. It could be tennis. It could be track. Nobody comes to these events during the day. Why aren't we partnering with the local school district in whatever city we are and let them kids come out for free? Because one of them kids who come out to free for free will possibly wind up at one of our 12 SWAC institutions. I'm just saying. I'm going to leave that right there. Uh, fellas, uh, we're ready to go. We're going to take our first break. All right, this is our guest there. No, I do not see our guest. Uh, I, uh, hopefully, I don't know which one of you guys arranging. I'm just captaining the ship right now. I have no numbers, I have no none of anything right now. I, I got it. I got it. They'll, they'll be they'll be on in about five minutes. Okay. Oh, no, they, they're coming on now. So, this is what we're going to do. I see them logging in right now. So we are going to take our first break, and then we are going to come back with our first guest of the evening. You are watching the ONG Strike Zone. Marcus, Kelvin, AD, and for Brian, we'll be right. We'll be right back after these messages. <coughs> Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBNOnline, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network.
Back here on the ONG Strike Zone. Looked like we lost our guest. He was in the waiting room, and when I went to pull him up, he disappeared. Uh, don't know if uh, there. I think there's Craig coming back. If Craig can hear me, if he can turn on his camera, and we'll go ahead and bring him into the bring him up on the screen. While we do that, I'll go ahead and uh, introduce the Craig as the interim executive director. Of facilities and the facilities planning and construction at Florida and M. Uh, he's part of the Bragg Bragg Lawson School Board Sound System Projects. He's in charge of the Bragg Parking Lot Project, P3, and athletic budgets and the housing projects demolitions. There he is, right. my, my brother. Yeah, my brother. I'm a little. I'm a little dark. I'm driving, so it's a little dark in the truck. <laughs> they leave my son track me. So I had a middle school track me, so, you know, I got to do my father duties. Oh, you got to do the father duties uh, first. What, what did he run in that middle school track meet? Well, the day he just did uh, the long jump, but he's a sprinter. He usually run the one, two, and the 400. He also run for Tallahassee Zoom track club, right. so. All right, yeah, yeah. Track, track was my sport back in the day. I, I, I used to love, to love that long jump. That was my specialty. Anyway, right. brother, enough of the chit chat. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Been a long day, but everything good. I can't complain. You know, the day my birthday just turned to big five zero. So happy birthday, brother! I appreciate you uh, coming on on your birthday, man. Hey. Exactly. I only do this. I only do this for you, Roger. I wouldn't do it for nobody else. Hey, what better way to spend your birthday than with some rattlers, man? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I got you. <laughs> but it's all good, man. I appreciate y'all guys having me on. I appreciate right. Yeah. Kevin, okay, we're going to let you lead it off, man. Uh, well, Craig, uh, I want you kind of talk about uh, your background and 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 your certification and so forth. Uh, you know, talk about uh, you know, um, your qualifications, man. Let's start there. Yeah, um, uh, my background is in architecture. Got a four year degree in architecture at Florida International University. Then got my fifth year degree in architecture at. Uh, the luxury FAMU, and then got my master's degree in facilities management at FAMU. Um, been doing uh, architecture and construction for over 25 years on both the public and private side. Um, architect by trade, you know. Uh, so uh, right now I've been uh, director of facilities planning and construction at FAMU since 2014. Uh, just been promoted to the executive director of uh, facilities planning and construction and safety so got a lot of years of experience under my belt on both sides the private and public side and in the construction and architecture so that's a little bit about me originally from fort lauderdale florida all right my brother um i know a lot of our uh you know 
you can actually go back and start with you know, say about um, of the the, uh, the uh, stadium renovation went, and then just talk about, of course, the scoreboard sound system and the parking uh, projects. Yeah, as you know, we've been working for a long time to bring Bragg Stadium up to par. Um, the last two years, we were working on bringing in new grandstands um, on the east and west side. Busting hit one of them dead spots. Ready to rejoin us in uh, just a moment. Did we lose him? Yeah, we lost him for a second. Uh, when he Did we lose him? In, I, okay. Yes, we lost him. Yeah. He said he was driving, so he, uh, okay. he must have hit one of them dead zones. Must be coming back from McCullough or something heading back to Tallahassee. He hit one of them dead zones. Probably. Oh, <laughs> uh, headed to Walcullough. <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let's jump on this. Let, let's jump no, on the softball right quick. All right, yeah. Oh, no, he's coming right back. We 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 we'll hold. He's, he's coming right back in. Bad area. Sorry about that. You must be coming back oh. from McCullough or something, man. <laughs> well, I was out at Kyle, so you know it was out that way. I got it's coming from. The child, yeah, but uh, we did the east and west side of Bragg Stadium doing the grandstand, getting rid of them steel metal pans, going ahead and going with the aluminum system. Brought in uh, the new uh, press box on the west side. Um, thanks to Blueprint, Blueprint was able to give us the two ten million dollars um, uh, with our funding for FAMU to get the the stadium up to par to where it is now um, with those grandstands. Now we're moving into getting a new video board which is going to be a bigger and a nicer video board roughly like 55 by 75 feet uh, wide video boards going to sit anywhere from 60 to 80 feet off the ground um that is in the process right now will be uh completed before this fall home game um also a new sound system going into that uh, video board so we don't have to rent a sound system anymore um, and we also uh, redoing the parking lot. As you know, our parking lot was was under bad condition for several years, especially during the COVID, where we had the testing site moved there, a lot of traffic coming through. So we able to redo, I mean, dig up the um, parking lot and go back and put a nice new parking lot down with nice parking spaces that's to code and everything. And, and just give, give Bragg Stadium a, a fresh new look and, and uh, an environment that everybody can appreciate and enjoy when they come to the game and get the game day experience. All right. Before I turn this over to Marcus, uh, Dwayne Sweet says, bathrooms, please. And that's been a, a sore subject of uh, the fan experience, the bathrooms and the concession stands at uh, at Bragg Stadium. Any, any, anything on when those projects may possibly uh, get underway, because I know that there's nothing, to my knowledge, on the books right now to handle those two issues. Well, the, the, the university is working hard to try to come up with the funding and get that done. That's the number one priority after we getting this done, um, to go ahead and address those restrooms and those concession stands. Um, in the meantime, what the university is looking at doing for the fall to bring in those 
nice big mobile unit um, restrooms, ADA accessibility, so they could put some on each side. We ain't talking about the porta potty. We talking about those big mobile <laughs> units that you bring in that's nicer. So in the meantime, we understand the the concern with the restrooms. We all we all feel the same way, um, but we working diligently to try to get that funding to be able to address. Cause you know our stadium is old, so a lot of what your grandfather then. So you know we are gonna have to go ahead and, and and build, not only renovate those existing restrooms, but build some new ones too. But we're working on that. So hopefully, you know, our goal is to come up very soon, maybe next year to be able to have that funding. But we're currently working on ideas right now to try to get that funding and get that taken care of. So trust me, just tell them the whole, it, it, it's in the hopper. So we understand that. So we're trying to make sure we address it. All right. Uh, go ahead, Marcus. Uh, Mr. Talton, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, it looks like you have quite a few projects that involve some hot button discussions around from family alumni and, and Drew just mentioned the bathrooms. But I wanted to ask you about the P3 process. You know, that's been talked about for a while as it relates to athletic facilities and the viability of using that. But also um, based on the information, it looks like you have the housing and demolition projects. And I know on some social media platforms, there's been a lot of chit chat about why certain buildings or certain dorms can't be saved and others can't. I don't know to what degree you can go into detail about why some can't and some some can and some can't. So it's kind of a twofold question, one about P3 and one about the uh, preservation or lack thereof of some of the campus facilities. Well, you, and, and good question, but, you know, I know a lot of people got is tied to a lot of these buildings. Some of that can be saved, we will try to save, but most of them is just not conducive to be saved, not economically or code-wise. As you know, these buildings are old. Some of them were built in the 1930s, some of them built in 1960. They don't meet today's code. So even if you was to gut them and try to go back and put, you know, the, you, the second floor might be in, this, in the middle of the second floor window because the floor to ceiling height don't meet today's code. So, you know, you might have a, a seven foot six from the finished floor to the next floor. You won't even have enough room to put a ceiling in, AC units that, that meet today's goals. So sometimes it's not conducive where you can be able to go up there and try to preserve it. And then it costs a lot of money. You know, historic preservation is a very expensive process. So if we had the money and was able to get the money, we'll be able to go ahead and do that. I know a lot of people say grants. Grants don't give that much money the way we could get grant to go ahead and do the whole thing but we get enough grant where to go ahead and address some of the issues. So what we try to say what we could say, not just in the business to just, and just going out there and knocking down buildings. That's not what we do. If we look at it, we analyze it, we see what's the best approach moving forward, whether we could do it. And then sometimes we had to look at it. We do uh, assessments and say, hey, how much it would cost if we were renovated versus how much it would cost if we go ahead and demo and build new. Most of the time, Building new is much cheaper than it is to go ahead and, and try to put all that money in and rehab. It. So sometimes we have to make a, a business decision. And plus, you know, you got to think about sometimes kids these days, they want to have the same amenities they have at home. So, you know, they want the state of the art facilities. So in order for us to be relevant and stay up there in the top 100s of universities and compete with the other universities, we got to provide those amenities 
that those students look for. So those things that all play a part when we go through our master plan and we go through our dissecting the best way to move forward with the building. That's how we do it. Um, Samson and Young, as you know, Samson and Young was closed for years, uh, but closely probably almost 10 years before we got enough money to rehab that one back in 2010. So that was a building that we was able to save. We had the money. We were able to get the money. The code issues wasn't, wasn't as stringent as it was like in the Pentaplex and Truth Hall and stuff. So, you know, we was able to rehab that building. So that shows that we do care about it. And currently right now we're doing a master plan of the historic district to see what it would take to keep these historic buildings um uh, revive them and, and maintain them and deferred maintenance and everything like that. So we're vesting in that right now. We got a grant to do that, and that, that's like $155,000 grant to do that study. So we do care about the historic preservation of the campus, and we are working uh, to make sure we preserve as many buildings as we can. All right, thank you. And uh, it was another part of the question. I don't, I don't remember. I know I got uh, Just about P3, the viability of a P3 for either athletic facilities or a mixed-use facility. I know it's been floated around and, you know, different folks have, have talked about it. And, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot about the question, but in terms of your career experience with the P3, is that something that we could get involved in and go forward in terms of improving all, a lot of different facilities and perhaps even having some revenue generation if it's mixed-use? Well, it's not that, off the table. Craig, before you answer that, also explain to everyone what a P3 is uh, yes. to answer Marcus's question, because a lot of people may not even understand what a P3 is. Okay, a P3 is a public-private partnership. That means we partner up with a private entity that will be able to bring funding to, to be able to go ahead and um, build the type of facilities, uh, renovate the type of facilities we're looking for, and then we negotiate with them on, uh, it's like a land lease. So we'll, we'll negotiate on how much we'll get for that land lease every year, and they'll negotiate on what parts of the revenue they they want to get from this whole project so they could be able to get a profit out of it as well. So it's a win-win on both sides. Um, we It's not off the table. I'm saying not totally off the table so that it's something that we're still kicking around. Um, right now, we just got to make sure that um, when it do happen, it makes sense make sure the numbers work out because that's a lot of things. A lot of people just want to come in and do it, but they want everything. The university end up not getting much out of it. But then you got to think about it, you know, thank God that, you know, think about the people that did do a P3 and then we went into this pandemic, especially in housing. So, you know, when you had this pandemic and nobody staying in dorms, but you still would have had to pay back that P3 or generate some revenue. So those things that wasn't thought about when you enter in the P3, but we was able to um, look at it, see it firsthand, and now that's something that we can add in the negotiation part in case if something like that would ever happen again, so how will we continue to make those payments? So, But the P3 is not off the table. Um, it is something that in the long run, we might look, we're still looking at doing, but it got to be the right situation. It got to have the right partnership come, come and partner up with us, and, and the numbers got to make sense. They got to have some events and bring in some things that be able to generate revenue. As you know, the university only have like four or five home games of football. That won't be able to sustain uh, paying for a P3. You got to bring in other events in that state. It might be concert, might be soccer events. Might Some people might do monster trucks and different things like that. 
so those are all the things that we got to look at to generate revenue year round to, to make it make sense and bring in the right event that we could bring in the right amount of revenue and the right amount of crowd to, to be able to pay for that P3. So, but it, it's still on the table. It's not off. All right. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Great. My, my question is, everybody, football is a revenue generator. We know football is king when it comes to collegiate athletics. But a lot of people are also upset about our baseball facility. Is there anything on the table for the improvement of our baseball uh, facility? Because I know at one point in time when uh, A.D. Gaucher was there, there was talks of, uh, of turfing the, the playing surface and, and a few other things that were supposed to be done with the bathrooms, et cetera, et cetera. Where are we at on uh, our baseball facility? Hey, Craig, 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 before you answer that, Start off by talking about athletic funding, uh, budget, and um, construction programming so that uh, folks understand how athletic facilities in the state of Florida for a state university are funded. Yeah, well, first of all, athletics is auxiliary. There's a revenue-generating um, um, unit. So they don't really get the state funding like we do for educational building from the state. So they have to generate their own revenue based on these football games, basketball games, softball, baseball, et cetera. So they have to generate their own revenue. So that's why it's difficult for them to be able to enhance their facilities on a yearly basis unless you have big donors and big sponsorships and stuff like that. The university work hand in hand to assist athletes with trying to accomplish a lot of their facility goals. Um, for baseball, we're currently talking about doing turf, as well as um, just had, some, had a conversation with someone in athletics looking at um, reaching out to a company about redoing the grandstands for the uh, baseball stadium. Thank so you. that is on, on that is on the on the list too. Like I say, it's a lot of things that is being talked about and trying to work and figure out on the back end that's not in the public eye. Um, so don't think that we just it just out there and it's forgot about. It. Um, you got to be strategic on how we move forward with athletics and how we come up with those funding to be able to address those needs. Um, so we're working as a team along with construction, along with athletics, along with administration to try to figure out, and out as well with the students, trying to figure out the best the money to be able to fund these projects. So it's on the hopper. We've been having a conversation about it over the last month or so about that turf field. So, um, getting quotes on that as we speak and, and talk about the grandstands and everything at, at the baseball field. All right. Uh, before I turn it back over to Kelvin, and you, you may not be able to answer this or you may not want to answer this question, but if you had the magic wand and you could, you know, fix everything as far as athletic facilities to the standard that you want them to want it to be at, what dollar amount are we looking at to get everything up to the standard that you think that it should be at? If you can answer that question. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. That's a hard question to answer, especially in this day and time with construction just coming out of pandemic. Um, Lonely item right now, even to get electrical transform or switch, we talking about a year out. And, and prices are steady going up. We're hoping they come down. So it's hard to put a dollar amount um, to, that, to that question right now. 
built during to the state of construction is it's hard for me to sit here and put a, a So that that that's that'll be my response to that. We we lost we lost you there for about uh twenty seconds. Uh you, can you go over the last part of your answer again? Yeah, I say with the state of construction and, and the cost of material, um, especially coming out of pandemic, it's hard to put a cost to everything. We'll have to sit down and look at everything that we need to do and, and look at the market costs and look at the cost of materials around the country, the long lead items. Um, materials it take to get and then be able to give you a definitive answer right now i won't feel comfortable just throwing the answer out there so so what you're saying is even if you had a number today by the time you got everything in and was able to do it that number would not be accurate by the time and it happens every it happens every time it happened with the stadium when we were doing the grandstand we we're going went out to one 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 amount by the time we got that money and everything, everything had totally changed in the construction. So, and then my magic one is to making making sure that we could get done what we need done with the money that we got. So you are correct with that, Kelvin. All right, uh, I think everybody want to you know I'm gonna try to let you get out here and enjoy some of your birthday, Craig. But uh, uh, I think people want to know uh, what's the timeline for the uh, scoreboards. I know that's supposed to be uh, uh, this, what the stadium project, and, and I think Lawson is included too. Um, yeah, and, Lawson and Gates of Gem is included, yes. Okay, so what's the timeline for those projects? And then just talk briefly about any uh, 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 any pending uh, upcoming demo projects. Well, the, the, the deadline, we definitely going to have the video board in, in the parking lot of Brad Stadium done before the first home game as well as all our Lawson Center and gave the gym video board. All that will be done by the by the Did we lose him? Yeah, he's frozen. His picture is still on the screen. Not quite sure. I want to give him a minute to try to click back in. Can we fill in our own date or when it will be done? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I think what he was saying was that uh, uh, a week before the, the first game in terms of the Bragg Stadium stuff, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure about the uh, Lawson and Gaither Gym scoreboard projects, but all, the, all, the, all of that we can anticipate, I'm sure, in the fall. Yeah, and Getting I guess the depending on the lead time, I mean, you have a little bit of leeway with with um, Gaither because I guess we're still using that for practice on, for some sports, but not necessarily for comp NCAA competition. Oh. I guess Lawson would be, you know, make sure it's ready for basketball, but also for volleyball. Yeah. So that might push it a little, you know, Lawson a step ahead of Gaither. If we were to look at a timeline by in terms of the seasons, not take into account the availability or the lead time for the scoreboards to be done. Yeah. yeah. And, and and of course with their parking lot project, you, you've always got that one thing that you cannot plan for, even though they plan for it in the construction, is if we happen to have a rainy season this summer, that could possibly delay the the parking lot uh or or God forbid, but we are in Florida, a hurricane. 
that's definitely part of the rainy season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas. I think we have uh, put that to bed for for right now. We want to thank uh, Craig for coming in and spending some time on, on cake day. On the yeah. morning day uh, with us. You know, that, that that's a good brother because I, I like y'all. I don't know if I love y'all enough to uh, <laughs> what I'm talking about. I did a sports rap on my birthday this year, so I'm I'm gonna leave it alone. And, and doggone Brian was calling the championship uh baseball game on on his birthday. So you know we we gonna we gonna leave it what it is. We know we do what we gotta do on our birthday. Speaking uh, of Brian not, not not only that, we rattlers, man, you know, and the the, the true rattlers, diehard rattlers, man, you know, we fam we family. So we, you know, we're gonna ride and we're gonna ride out with our peeps. So uh, I want to thank I want to thank uh, Craig because he did do it. He told me, but he did it as a favor, and I appreciate him. And um, I I I I I'll reward him. Catch up with him later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, Craig. We appreciate you, my brother. And speaking of Brian, you know, I think he is going to pop in when we come back from the other side of this break. Hey, you are watching ONG Strike Zone. That's Kelvin. That's Marcus. I'm not Brian, but he's going to be here in a second. This is AD uh, stepping in for Brian, but I'm going I'm to get out the big chair and go ahead and get over into my regular chair and let Brian get there and have his big chair back. So all I got to do is push button. Hey, we'll be back on the ONG Strike Zone in just a moment. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. <laughs> wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us.
to the ONG strike zone. And <laughs> look at here, look at here, look at here. Boy, look at here. And he's got on the right color shirt. See, Marcus, stop it. Bro, we've been having fun. I know you was watching on your way home. So, I was I was uh, trying. At least listening. You was listening. You wasn't watching. I was right? trying to, honestly. Uh, different. I was on some different phone calls coming in. So, yeah, I, I was I was trying to listen. You know, well, well, we appreciate you, uh, Brian. Did you get the thumbs up button while you were listening to us? Uh, hold on, while I still have it up, yeah. Let me <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> How do you expect anybody else to hit the thumbs up button? Boom, I just hit, it. hit the thumbs up button. I just hit it. The rest of y'all in the chat room, y'all messing around, man. Y'all go ahead and hit the thumb. We got all these people watching. I don't understand how I don't understand. Look, this is I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rant for a second because I don't understand. How all these people watching, right? All these people watching. I hear this on other shows, and it, it 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 don't take but a second to hit the thumbs up button. It's right uh, down there. It's right okay. next. Yeah, it's there. It's there. Right there. You know, right it's, there. it's 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 like Bomani Jones says. If you don't hit the thumbs up button, I am I am likely to assume you are a hater or, or if something. I don't know, you know, but yeah, just it's right there. But I, I get it. I try to. When I watch people's shows, I try to hit the thumbs up because I understand it's hard. It's hard. We're trying to keep the algorithms going. So good to be on with you, fellas. Well, I, I'm going to say it once again. If you haven't hit the thumbs up button, stay out my chat. So, but Right. Everybody just, in the chat, everybody who's in the chat should be hitting the thumbs up button. No matter if you're on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are. The only people who shouldn't is if you're watching this on Twitter. That's it. You know, but you know. I'm just saying, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. It'd be nice if you subscribe too, but I'm, I'm just asking for a little bit. Just a thumbs up. Just a thumbs up uh, right now, uh, fellas. Uh, Brian, we didn't get a chance to get into our roundup because we had some technical difficulties uh, getting on the air today. Uh, you know, and right at the end of the doggo intro. Uh, Thanos, Thanos. Hey, Thanos, he got us, man. He snapped. <laughs> Technology got me, and then trying to get everything back up. I ain't gonna tell you somebody on this panel forgot to hit the actual start live button so that we could actually start the broadcast. But I ain't gonna tell you who that was, Marcus. What are you doing, Marcus? Come on now, (laughs) God bless you. (laughs) So I I trained you better, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it, it, anyway. Yeah, Kelvin, is the grill hot yet? Is what? Is the grill? Go hot ahead. Yet? It's hot. It's red, man. Go ahead. Because we got two of barbecue, man. Two of barbecue for our lady rattlers, man. Softball. They they went to the SWAC tournament. They lost three one yesterday to Grambling. They lost to. To who did they lose to today? They lost to uh, Alcorn State. Alcorn, Alcorn, wasn't yeah, it? They yeah. lost to Alcorn State by a score. Of I don't know why I put Prairie View in there. Alcorn. Yes. And, and fellas, just 
Comments, man. Comments. Who 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 wants to lead this one off? I I got a chance to watch a little bit of it. Uh, the game watched me more while I was at work than I watched it, but it was up on the screen while I was at work today. Who wants to start us off on that? Uh, Calvin, did you get a chance to watch all of it? How much of it did you get a chance? No, very, very little of it. I was keeping up with updates and so forth, but I didn't actually get a chance to to watch it. All right. I, I, Marcus, how about you? Same. I was keeping up to date via Twitter. And, right. um, I, I don't want to, I don't see, I don't want to tell myself then because then it might look like, you know, just in case my people are watching, they'd be like, what are you doing all day at work? <laughs> what, no, no. That's what were you doing? What were your students doing while you were doing what you was doing? Hey, I was micromanaging. It just, uh, I put it like this the game, I hear someone get it out of it. The game started during my lunch break. That's real talk. It started during lunch. So I had plenty of time to tune in during lunch. And then the class after lunch is very small. So it kind of just worked out. So I'm, I'm going to put myself in the clear that I had a chance to watch during lunch and uh, and afterwards. But uh, or your planning period in there, Brian. Right, right. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, no, you know, the I think the toughest. It's hard to say which loss hurt more because the Grambling game was just one of those games that it was a great – I thought it was a great pitcher's duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, props to Charles Edmond, who called a great game on the on the broadcast. And just watching the number of flyouts by both teams, I don't think anybody really got into a groove until very late in the ball game. You know, Um and I, I came I, I came away thinking, I don't know enough, you know, about softball. To be, I'll be honest. I, I do know, so we, we're, we're short a few players. We, we knew that going in, right? We knew we only had 18 rostered players, which we're supposed to have up to at least 25, right? Yeah. Minimum of 21. Yeah. Minimum of 21. Yeah, your, your number should be like 22 to 25. And from what I've seen, Coach P really has about 10 that she goes with on a consistent basis. Okay. That's not including the two pitchers. Well, originally, remember, she thought she had three pitchers to start the year. And, and then for some reason, you know, the, we ended up one pitcher got hurt. Another pitcher left the team for undisclosed reasons, and we were down to two. Uh, either one of them were the uh, expected ace at the beginning of the year or the preseason all-conference pitcher, right? So talk about having to overcome hurdles. That's why I thought this team lost nine games by three runs or less and I over the course of the season now, three runs or less. And I think of those three runs or less, I think half of those were two or less. So I say all that. Yeah, uh, Corinthian, thank you. Uh, and one catcher, my God, Nia Morgan caught every, probably every pitch this year. Um, God bless her, she still has needs. I mean, she needs to be that, her knees need to be iced and somebody, you know, constantly massaging and rubbing because I, it's got to be hard with just one catcher, right? 
And yeah, I, I, even though Coach P is a first year coach, I think she knows what she's doing. Um, but we were just limited in just our depth. And I, you know, I guess it showed. <clears throat> you know, it's hard for me to really be honest with you. At the break, the Alcorn game is when it really showed to me. Because <clears throat> we're up five to four in that game. A game which we, at one point we were down four to one, took a five to four lead. And then, you know, we kind of a couple of errors, led the three runs. We just kind of, we just kind of, we just kind of, I hate to say this, we just kind of vomited on ourselves late. I mean, it's just. Well, uh, Brian, Brian, that's what happens when you uh, got attrition, when you don't have those numbers and so forth, and those, and, the, and you start logging all those miles and all these. What you're saying is we were in a lot of competitive games, and we were competitive in those games. So, you know, we playing these games out and you know we don't have fresh bodies to rotate in and out of and then we had unfortunate uh um thing that happened in that you know games got canceled because of weather so now we have to do one day double headers and 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 then and, and play games at neutral sites uh, in the middle of the week and and we had to do a play-in game just to get to the sweat tournament because we had a makeup game so now those players who already um, have played an entire season, they squeezing like 12 games into like two, two and a half weeks. So, what? you know, that that's just tough. So you're going to, you know, when you're tired, when you're hurt, and you're trying to push through mental errors as well as, you know, not being able to maintain peak performance, that's, that, that's what happens. It, I'll, I'll buy in to that 100%. If you're telling me that all of that factored into our play, because I look at our top nine, like I didn't see Alcorn and Grambling making a lot of substitutions, right? I think our top nine, I think our nine is good. And just like Corinthian, uh, Corinthian said, I, we, we um, <laughs> shoot, uh, they're, they're, Grambling was not that much better than us. Uh, Alcorn was not that much better than us. Um, you know, I have not watched Prairie View, who's supposed to be the top team, top softball team. Um, Bethune-Cookman, I hate to say it, they look better than us. And in, in the games that we played, uh, we played them six times. But everybody else, though, I mean, there may have been one or two. So we're, talk, we're talking one or two teams. Uh, the, other, the other six, we could have beat. We we could easily still be playing in this. Um, I I just you know we are realistic. Let me here's what I'm here's what I'm saying. All right, so you you give a, a coach a, the job, you know what weeks before the season start, you lose some players because of that. You got 18 players. You going? You, hey hey, the, she's not brand new to the program. It it don't matter. You're not you 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 come into a situation with limited players. Limited resources, right? And your first time doing something. I mean, you know, the, re the reality of it is this has been a successful season. Oh, All no right? doubt. Yes, I we, agree. I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we could have beat some teams. We, 
I think we beat everybody we played at least once inside, and we actually won some out of conference games when we were fresh, when we had uh, more players, and so forth. We did win. We won out of conference games. We just ran into that proverbial wall because of all these other things. And I don't care what we think and want and wish to happen until you have that infrastructure in place where you have assistant coaches. You have a you, your coach has a whole season with their, their team. When you have your uh, roster numbers where they're supposed to be, when you have the food and nutrition where it needs to be, then you can sustain that performance for the whole season. But without those things, this is what you get. We looking in the mirror. This is who we are right now. But Brian, yeah. you know, you're talking about that the top nine and everybody just going with that nine. Was that lack of depth hurt? Was at the end of the season when when Fanby softball went three and twelve over the last three and a half weeks. Oh, is that the number? Wow, three and twelve. Wow. Excuse me, three and nine. Three and nine over the last twelve. I'm sorry. Okay. It was three okay. and nine over the last twelve, including yeah. talking about those double headers, one and three in the two double headers that we played over mm-hmm. those last over the last month of the season, three weeks of the season. That's where that attrition hurts. You can't ask a catcher to catch 14 innings. Woo. On a double head. Brutal. You know, it's nice when you out there roasting in center field to have somebody split those innings with you. When you out there roasting in center field, when you got a when you're playing a 12 and 2 double head. And it's 85 degrees. So that's where that comes up, that where that comes in at. Where that lack of depth also hurts at is when you have your third baseman or your first baseman or your catcher who is not the fleetest of foot, but you're in a situation where you where we, those three run games or those two run games that you're talking about, where we need that, that speed on first base or second base so we can bunt them over to get into, into scoring position, but we have nobody to pinch run for that position so that we can bunt that person over to keep us in the game and get it so that we can put that pressure on that defense and get that run over the third base where a sacrifice fly or a wild pitch gets gets us that run that we need. That's where that lack of depth comes in. We're not even going to talk about the arms, right? Yeah, yeah, no, don't, don't even go there. Don't even go yeah, there. That's an easy target right there. You know, right. we're gonna talk about we're gonna t- really talk about getting into the strategy to the strategy of the game. Or when you know you need to make that late defensive uh substitution. Yeah, we know this person has a good bat, but you know, I I really need I really need to put in a uh a, a different second baseman or a different third baseman because the team that we playing is a slap hitting team which totally changes my defense. So I need somebody who's who's a little bit better at playing that slap versus just versus playing tradition. You can't make those moves when you've only got fifteen active bodies and two of those are pitchers and and one of those are catchers. And Lord forbid if your catcher ever takes a foul ball. 
it's like a high guys. school team. I just got finished uh, watching a high school softball team. That, that's about what we got on our high school softball team. Um, and so I'm curious, did anybody in last night's uh, meeting or online thing with VP uh, Sykes, did anybody ask about budgeting for softball? Did that conversation, did that ever come up or did, did I, you know, anybody? Did it come up? No, it didn't, didn't come up. I did not get a chance to catch it. Speaking of softball, did we ever get our assistant coach uh, situation straight? Don't know. There's there's and, there's coaches out there with her. I mean, uh, she's got. Uh, uh, let me let me re-ask that question, yeah, Ryan. What do you mean? Did, did we ever get our paid assistant coach situation straight? Oh hell, I don't know. That's above my. I don't know. Good question. Did anybody ask that last night either? What did y'all ask? <laughs> I'm just asking, Fit Rattling Nation. What did y'all ask last night? Y'all had a forum with the AD. What did y'all ask? What what did people ask, Kelvin, Marcus? Football. They asked about football, yeah. Brian. You know what they asked about. They asked about Brad State. That's what the 220 club is for. They ask about football all day. What else did y'all ask about? I'm just curious. What did we ask about? You had football. the lady for 30 minutes. What did we ask? Basketball, baby. Oh, hell. I have, I have no idea. I hadn't watched it yet. We signed a big man. I don't know. We signed a big man. I, I told y'all we were going to get him, but anyway. <laughs> I'm just asking, man. I mean, you know, we get these opportunities in these forms. All the Demetrius says all the questions were about football. Jesus, uh, man. God, dog. I, I told you, Brad. Buy those packages, huh? APR. We all we did, did APR really change? APR didn't change from a year. I'm look, okay, Kelvin, help me out with the APR thing. Cause the APR it, it looked like it was the same as last year. Did anything change from the year ago? With the APR numbers, I think what they released was the four-year average. Um, I think it was and, and and um, but yes, uh, we haven't been above nine hundred uh, for the last uh, four years now, and that that's a concern. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons for it, and, and I know the, the 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 spin is that we we're investing in internal uh, resources. And also training those internal resources. I know that, that NCA was on campus training our compliance folks. We opened up the books and so forth and so forth. But really, we're talking one sport. So so um I I just need that one sport to the to, to, to just accept that that's what it is and, and to do better. Right. Uh, but isn't it hard with that sport? Isn't it hard with that sport when you have so many coming in and i mean it's well, got to be hard challenging I'm, well that, that, but that's a recruiting philosophy you're making right so you know you don't have to uh and and, and it's no different from the other hbcus but if you notice the conference we left the MEAC is doing distinctive they doing distinctively better than the swag when it comes to apr now Everybody i don't know Everybody in the BAC had a 930 or a book. Yeah. What Everybody was our in the SWAT did not have a 930 or a book. 898. 898. Mm -hmm. That's an improvement from 890. It was 890 last year, right? And, and the question, and I, I haven't seen the, the numbers because you can go back and actually pull the report. You can see the four-year average. When does that one number that's bringing our score down because it is a four-year average, when does that fall
And then where does that leave us? Because to my knowledge, even when that one bad year falls off, I still don't think we're going to uh, hit that 930 bench block. For the number, if I recall the numbers from last year, none of none of the numbers in the four-year average were above the 930. It would be different if we had some 960s and some 970s and we just had that one bad 820 or whatever it is that's bringing us down. We know that when that number rolls off, we would be all right. But we're not at that position. We are we, we're at an 898 for a reason. That's because all those numbers are, are right around that same number. We don't have one high, one low. <coughs> Excuse me. That's making that number. No, we have all low. Mm-hmm. So, so we need a we at the end of the day we need a good uh, year this year. Uh, we need a nine thirty minimum uh, so that we can show progress in a nine thirty going into next year. Because two thousand twenty four is when the stations get back in at the end of the two thousand twenty four season. So if we can show that uh, you know we we're hitting the numbers um, over the next year or two. Then then we can do the appeal process for that particular sport. And um and uh you know probably have a successful appeal, you know also inviting NCAA in and training our staff gives them more confidence, but but we have to see the production now. I mean at the end of the day we got four we got a four year history now, and and we've not even been in the ballpark all four years, so we got to do better. Period. And here's the problem, Kevin. And here's the problem for the fans. Do you want your team to have a 980 and three wins? Or are you happy with a nine or 898 in the celebration ball? Well, that's a false narrative. That's a false narrative. You can have both. You 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 can do both. There's a ways you can do both. I mean, there's some programs who are doing 930 and it's still successful, so we 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 we've got to we've got to do better. We got to win on and off the field. Period. Well, let me so ask this question. All said and done, Coach Willie Simmons, whether he gets a nine seventy or not, is is only going to be judged by the result on Saturday. That's not true. Okay. When them sanctions kick in, you can't and you can't go nowhere, and they start taking scholarships. And, and money and finding a school, you'll find out that's not true. Uh, not meeting APR is a serious, serious deal, serious business. Basketball, I went through that, you know, practice time and so forth. So, I mean, we have to get it right, man. We have no choice. Unless we're going to leave the NCAA. And it's interesting <laughs> that you said that, and then I'll, I'll leave it at that. But uh, if you listen to Carlos Brown's show, on this past Saturday, and he had Coach Van Petaway on there, and he mentioned something very interesting about those reduced practice times, Kelvin, and probably won't work in football, but in basketball. He says about three or four teams during his coaching stint who got put on academic probation with reduced practice time actually won SWAC basketball championships because those teams had fresher legs at the end of the season 
and because they weren't uh, in the gym and coaches had to be more efficient with their time in the gym, that actually allowed them the more time for study like it's designed to do. And those teams won more cha- won championships uh, and were more competitive those years. He mentioned Texas Southern. He mentioned Southern. You know, he mentioned a few of the schools that, that had been on probation in the SWAC and basketball specifically. It wasn't because of that, though. Uh, SWAC basketball is parity in the league. is not quality of play. It ain't super-duper uh, coaching. It is what it is. I call it. I say it. <laughs> it, you know, it ain't hard to win a daggone sweat championship. All you need is one superstar. <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, I got a question. So let me ask this. Will the 11 guys who graduated this past spring, will those help and improve the numbers? Because I, you know, I'm look, I, I love stats, but this whole APR stat is the is is worse than trying to figure out what uh, xFIP <laughs> and uh, on base percentage and slugging percentage is in baseball. It, it's 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 the worst statistic I'm trying to figure out because you know traditionally we talk about grades in terms of GPAs, right? And now all of a sudden we got to worry about APRs, and so um, I, I'm just trying to still wrap my head around it and continually read these articles so uh what can you what can you tell me or anyone else who's curious will the recent graduations the graduates because we had 11 of them will those help the scores were those graduates or people who ran out of eligibility oh shit that's two different things well well, it it doesn't matter yeah it is it 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 is you can run out of eligibility before you graduate brian that's why i asked that question well, no, what really matters with APR is if they're getting athletic aid mm-hmm. and um, they graduate, even even after they use up their eligibility, if they go back, you can, there's, there's a process where you, you can get some points back when when guys who used up their eligibility come back and get, a, uh, and get, and get their degree. So, yes, anytime someone is graduating who's been on any kind of athletic aid, it's a plus. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It count. It matters. It counts. And Brian, I have a slide up. I just shared it with you. I could try to present, but it was... um, yeah. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know where where'd you where'd you where'd you where'd you put it at. Well, we'll, we'll, it say, we'll take a look. Yeah, we'll take a look at it offline here, I guess, and then try to maybe we can add it in. Uh, coming out of the break. Um, what else? Uh, okay, so yeah, we can we can add it in as we come back um, out of the next break. What else we got, AD? Hey, you wrote the script. Y'all thought you knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was relaxing since you since you was back on here. Don't look. <laughs> Oh man, you go you go make me stay in this big chair. I, I got you. I, got I you. am gonna make you. Uh, Mark, let's see. Marcus, we, uh, let's see. We talked. We did. We've done tennis. We've well, done hold on, hold on. While Marcus got, got the thing here, let's see what Marcus has got here. All right, this is the good old. Oh, the good old uh, APR progress rate explained. 
Uh, God, I, this is where I need to. I feel like I need to get. Hold on, I got my notepad here. I got my notepad. <laughs> I got my notepad. Brian, this is easy for me to explain the BCSN algorithm how we come up with. The Thank computer, you, right? Drew. You can. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, Jiminy Christmas. No, hey, hey, don't don't make it more complicated than it is. All y'all guys, really, the bottom line is that. Whoever's getting athletic aid, are they matriculating toward graduation? Do they graduate? And those athletes who either quit or transfer, you need to track where those kids are transferring to because there's a because you don't lose all the points if they transfer to another NCAA eligible program, including Division Two, and they get a degree from there. So we need we so we have a we have. We have to track the kids who lead the program, also. Well, okay, but answer the question. Hold on, let me let me let's let's I'm, let's break this down. Athletic aid, define athletic aid. That's 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 that that's, that's scholarship, but it can be depending because you know a lot a lot. Well, think about it this way: a lot of sports split scholarships, right? Almost all the non-revenue generating sports split scholarships. So that 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 don't that don't mean full scholarship. That mean athletic aid period, right? So some some folks, depending on the amount of the book stipends and, and other things, it can include them too. Okay, so right. we got if if that consists of let's just say you know the, let's say our starting offense, nine of those guys probably are on some sort of athletic aid, either partial or full scholarship, right? guesstimation maybe even all 11 that's what we're talking about right let's, let's use mm -hmm. 10 to make it easy math use what use the number 10 to make it easy math yeah, what, how does that make it easy i'm just asking the question about after see i said that I, I asked that because i'm trying to make sure we understand the clear definition so anybody who's a walk-on preferred walk-on no not counting not counting okay. they don't they, they're not on athletic aid does anyone know what the numbers are at Florida A&M? Do we use all uh, 60, what is it, at, at, at our level, 64? Do we 63. use all 64? 63. 63. I'm assuming we yes. use all 63. Yes, yes, all, all, all 63 are, are, are available and funded. Now, whether or not the coaches hold some, split some, that's a, how the coach manages is up to them, but yes, it, it, we do have the full allotment of scholarships available. For that so sport, we had, a, we had 100, almost 90 some odd kids at spring football, correct? We we all agree on that, yeah, yeah, but but not all of them was on athletic scholarship, though, obviously, right? That's where I was going next. Uh, you, that at least about 30 of them were not, given the fact that we only have 63 available. They, they may have been on scholarship, but they may not have been on full scholarship, full. right? Because football, FCS football, can do um, I've forgotten the two terms equivalent and yeah, headcount, so. Head count is like one to one, so that's what FBS uses for football. If we use that sport, but equivalent FCS football, you could split scholarships, and equivalent is also applied for a lot of the non revenue sports where you could split. Say, if the cost of a full scholarship is, I'm just make up a number twenty thousand dollars per you know, if it was a for a head count, but okay. for FAMU for FCS teams, that twenty thousand dollars in football and other sports can be split amongst different players, yeah. you know, at varying okay. amounts. So Brian, let me ask the yeah, go ahead, Drew. I was gonna say also keep in mind when you're talking about this, 
if you have a kid who's getting, say, academic money, say we'll say, use that same twenty thousand dollars that Marcus is talking about, if he's getting fifteen thousand in academic money, then football only has to cover five thousand dollars for the for the young for the youngster. But he still counts though. But he he still counts. Yeah. But that's fifteen thousand that can go towards someone. Else. Well, but we don't care about that. We don't care about the money. All we care about is who's getting something. I don't care if it's five thousand, fifty thousand, or fifteen. He's getting something which right. puts him in this pool, correct? Yeah, and, and, and the pool breaks down like this: ninety-nine percent correct. There, there is a smaller percent, uh, probably a one percent, that they get so little, like just a book stipend, that uh, I believe that. That don't necessarily those who get. I think you have to get a percentage or something, and I think it has to be in the, the double digits. So, so someone who just get like a book stipend and on a scholarship that's worth fifteen thousand dollars, and they only get five hundred dollars book stipend or fifteen hundred dollars book stipend. I don't think that they may count, but uh, anything you know, anything over whatever that cutoff is, yes, all all of them count. Whether they full scholarship or partial. And, and Brian, here, here's a simple breakdown. If you're eligible that semester, you get a point. If they transfer to another school and are eligible when they leave your school, you still get a you still get, get a point. And when they graduate, you get a point. If they become ineligible, you lose a point. And if they become ineligible, at another institution, you lose a point. That's about as simple as yeah. I can break it down. Now, those point values vary based upon which category they fall into, but that's the basic gist of it. You, you, got, three, you got three ways you can gain points. You got two ways that you can lose points. I feel like, Mar Marcus, you know how people put together like NIL calculators and the stuff you do? With the spreadsheets, I feel like somebody is missing out on a market by creating an APR tracker because I, I'll really, really, I feel like we can have an NIL valuations on kids. We can track where they're going to school, who's gotten offers and all this other stuff. But man, I tell you, if somebody had an APR tracker for programs, they'd be hitting on something. I'm just saying, I mean, I don't know who could do that. I don't know how that might be information. I don't know how you get because it requires you to know. Yeah. The fears are getting aid. You run into FERPA type stuff. Yeah. Do you really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's something else, Brian, that affect that's affected these APR scores. When a kid leaves your institution via the portal and remains in the portal, it does not go to another institution. That is one of those red marks on your thing. And there's what about three, four thousand kids out there who, if they were originally on somebody's scholarship, they impacted somebody's APR because yes. nobody wants them to play anymore. They can't find another school to play it. And I do believe you have to transfer to another four-year school. You can't start at FAMU and go to a TCC, you lose a point with that if you go to if you go to a 
you lose correct you lose a point but you don't lose both points and if they yeah. come back and if they do come back from a division two school and uh or, or they graduate from division two school or they come back to a division one school and graduate you still can yeah, get that point back, back. yeah right. yeah but that that gets into that tracking that Marcus was talking about you have to follow these kids yeah. all the way through and think about these kids who done, who done use that transfer portal two and three times who the hell can keep up with that yeah um, yeah. Too many Christmas. Um, Marcus, anything on these other two other slides that you? Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, and I was trying to oh, add about scholarships, yeah. but we do have some offers. Oh, comments. okay. All right, we'll move into the offers section. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Go so ahead. here's uh, Shannon Grant, big boy, six ten, two eighty, according to his Mercer bio. He just signed, I believe it was yesterday, and he visited a couple weeks ago. So he's transferred from Mercer. He was voted uh, Alabama Sports Writers Association, <clears throat> excuse me, Class A, 5A, All-State Boys, the second team as a high school senior at, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Silicaga. 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 Yeah, Silicaga. His team made it to the regional finals his senior year. So he signed on. He seemed, seemed like he got a lot of playing time and had very good statistics. I think he averaged about five points uh, with limited playing time at Mercer. So he's been there three yeah. years. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't he know. Had, I'm assuming that he has a COVID year. So I don't know if he has two years or one year left. He should have uh, two years of eligibility. Yes, and with I the COVID saw. year, he should. And by 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 my calculations of what I've seen in the in the league. Other than a couple of guys from Alabama A and M, he is he's probably the one of the biggest dudes in the uh SWAT mm -hmm. coming in this year. I'm talking, you know, size, you know, height and and weight. Now, you know, I don't know if two eighty is accurate. Which yeah, you want I don't know. You probably don't want him to be at two eighty, but you know, he's coming from Mercer to Fam. He may go. He may drop down to about two sixty. <laughs> See if anybody well, caught that. Okay, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, we got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be quiet. I know who caught that. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna reward you with a response on that one. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 I'm sorry. That was. Hey, good. but but in, in terms of this signing, all I'm gonna say is this: We've signed big guys the last two years, and I've never seen them touch the floor. Mm -hmm. We signed a big guy last year. Who did we sign last year? La last two years, we done signed big guys, and they, they never touched the floor. So I, I wait. Yeah, that's conditioning. Maybe he's not. Maybe he can't run a mile. Maybe he can't run a mile in six minutes. I don't know. He can't run a mile in that Florida heat. Let me stop. Let me stop. And yeah, next one up, uh, we saw this. Uh, I guess he just signed today, but he visited. I think it was a released. There was something on social media about Love Bettis. Uh, committing a couple days ago. He's came out of um, Tate High School in Pensacola, class of 2020. So he's one of uh, the MJ's homeboys. Then he went to Coffeyville, won a National Junior Champ National Junior College Championship there. Then he went to AT. Once again, didn't seem like he got a lot of playing time. He did have a couple highlights, I think a couple high scoring games, but overall 
may not have had a, a you know robust statistics, but backfilling a guard position, you know, we know we lost two guards to the transfer portal. <laughs> what was he? Uh, what was his? Well, yeah, I, I don't know what these guys. It'd be nice to find out what these guys shoot from the field, you know. But then again, they didn't get a lot of playing time, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, on the track, kind of, kind of a mix here. For track, Nia Blocker or Bainbridge. But actually was at Rickards for a while. Couldn't find out when she actually transferred to Bainbridge or the reasons for it. But she was, at 2021, she was the TDO All Big Ben Track Athlete of the Year as a sophomore. So she signed on with fame. You didn't see which events, but I think she runs the 100, 200, a couple other events. Uh, just saw this today, even though he committed a couple weeks ago in mid-April, but we actually offered him a little bit before that. This is Kwame Smith from Chaminade Madonna, and he actually was part of the last year's uh, Class 1A 4x400 state championship uh, team. For Shaman Madonna, I did not track down the results for this year. I don't know if we've already gone through the the track championships or if we're still in the throes of it in, right now. But he's committed to FAMU. And I think these last couple are commitments, and this was a couple weeks ago, uh, Caitlin Smith was at hurdles out of a dorm, North Carolina Hillside High School. She committed to FAMU as well. And I think the last one we saw yesterday, uh, Chris Reed is a wide receiver out of Wakiva. He was a three-star wide receiver per rival. I'm sorry, per 24-7 sports. And he was out at Utah. I think he got in a couple of games, but more or less not enough to forego his red shirt. And he put this graphic. I, I put I superimposed his stats from 24-7 in the corner, but he put this graphic out yesterday. Ready to strike with an aerial view. I saw looks that. Like, I saw mm-hmm. that. That was pretty dope. Looks like a almost like a like a, a pilot view. Yeah, yeah, like yeah a pilot view. Yeah, yeah. Of Bragg Stadium, he said, "Let's get ready to strike." So, you yeah, know, we can make tight. assumptions about that, and I'm just going to assume that that means he's he's on coming. board with this. So he's adding to the wide receiver core. He's coming, and it's it's pronounced. And uh, we, did, we did we did oh Kaiva okay. And we did offer him in November 2021. So this is a re-offer. You know, once he jumped in the portal, I think about two weeks ago, I want to say April 24th or somewhere thereabouts. And so we did reach out to him in November 2021 and offer him. And it looks like he jumped in the portal and he was liking what he's seeing. And hopefully uh, everything will prove itself out. Right. All right. Uh, appreciate that, Marcus. Uh, Kenya, I agree 100% with you, what you said. I'm, I ain't going to repeat it, but I agree. One every inch, every inch of it. Uh, no, not that particular comment, but another one. Don't even put it up there. <laughs> but I, yes, he can block. He's six, he's 610 and 280. He better be able to block. Hey, anyway, can he stay on the floor is the question. Uh, did uh I know it's I know I jumped in late. Uh it's good to see we're recruiting some track athletes. Mm-hmm. Did we talk did y'all get in to talk about track? I know I not know yet. You got something yeah. you want to say, Brian, about track? I look, I I I want to celebrate champions. I mean, you know, I I just want to make sure we celebrate 
champions. That's what we do on this show. I, I just, I, I didn't want to let it go before we close the show. If you guys had already talked about track, then okay. But if mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, then I, I we want to make sure to to prop up uh, the women's program, especially uh, Talita Williams, the four hundred meter dash champion. Uh, she finished second in the two hundred. Um, Lauren Hall was the third fastest. Third fastest in the hundred meter dash. Uh, Mia Hurd, the second longest long jump. Karen Odamine, third farthest hammer throw. Are they throwing like a horde, a Thor type hammer? Is that what she's throwing? Like a no. <laughs> that what, that's what we're throwing. Something like that. Like the like the Odin hammer. The the. Nothing like that, huh? Nah. Uh, the 4 by 100 women's relay team. What was their previous high? They came into the tournament with the fastest time, right, fellas? I think it was a, a 4.45.35, if numbers. We ran a 45.05, which was three-tenths of a second. Is that mm-hmm. right? Three-tenths or mm-hmm. three-hundredths? Three tenths. Three tenths of a second. Oh, it's three hundredths. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. Three hundredths. What? Yeah. 45. Uh Prairie View ran a four five point oh two. We ran a forty five point oh five. Yeah. Yeah, three tenths. Yeah. Three hundred. Yeah. So we were, we were, we were that close. Neg, neg. Eyelash. Yeah. Eyelash. Yeah, eyelash. That's a yeah. That's an eyelash or a head nod. Uh Somebody's left leg kicked out in front of somebody's right leg. Fingernail. That <laughs> lean. Flow Joe fingernail. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that lean at the finish line. Yeah. Um, the women finished seventh overall with 80, uh, 63 points, seventh overall. But the, the real problem, uh, the men's program had no top three finishes. This ain't we Bobby scored, Lang's track team. Just scored 15 points. But we didn't take a we didn't take a lot of yeah, but we didn't take a lot of guys there. We don't have a lot of guys on scholarship. That side needs to be built. Remember, they had APR issues, but to we were having that APR talk a while ago, and they had sanctions and so forth. Thank goodness, uh, you know, uh, APR is back and looking better. They were one of the sports cross country anyway. Was and that was on the women's side though. Uh, that 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 had a, a one thousand, but so yeah, he you know new coach, he's got to build his team, get his coaches in place, and all that good stuff. So it's gonna take a minute. Um, I here's what I wonder, and you know I I was I've been paying attention to this the last couple seasons, and I'm like, why is it preview in the women, Alabama State and the men, why are they just dominant, so dominant? in track and field and you know what it is look at the budget and look at the facilities man come on look at the budget and look at the facilities (laughs) it's not complicated it's not complicated run five thousand meters i just need some shoes kelvin i don't need a budget five they they got women running the five thousand meters that's 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 you know, people people who talk people who talk and dismiss facts, 
I'm not dismissive. I'm not you're not articulating a a counter. You're not you're not articulating counter. I'm telling you. Look at their budget. Fairview has the biggest budget. Uh, Alabama State is up there in the top four in budgets. And then you look at their facilities. They have the best facilities in the conference. But you mean we can't find anybody to run the 10,000 meters, the 5,000 meters? How many years we can't you find hey, let Let me tell you again. Look at their facilities. Look at their athletic budgets. <laughs> Along with some... Run uh, uh, the highest uh, you mean you can't run up and down some hills all over top. We say people running all over Tallahassee, Kelvin. Man, we can barely walk up and down if it was easy. Hey, if it was easy, we'd have rings. Do we have rings? So shut up. I'm just saying. I'm just look. look. We we had a coach. Now we did have a coach uh, who you know we were winning championships, cross country, outdoor. You know she happens to be a a AD. You know in in South Georgia now, but we had a coach that was dominating, and that's when Ant had what was was, you know nationally known. I wanted to catch up with her this weekend and ask her. I'm like, how how come? We can't look. I mean, but but no. I, if you see, you understand how the point system go when you watch SWAT track. After yeah. day one, after day one, Prairie View had like a fifty point lead. Why? Because it ain't but Prairie View, uh, Alabama in the field Alabama. events. They do, they dominated the field. They build up the points in the field events. Yeah, and these distance runs. Yeah, they dominate, and it's just like damn. You know, I mean. We can't find nobody to run. I mean, yeah, we need – I mean, I don't know. We got a nice track. Can't you run around it 20 times? I don't know. I'm just saying. We Where's – so the recruiting has to get better. Yes, I know we need a budget. I know we need to improve that. But, man, I'm just I'm, – I'm stumped that we can't find somebody to run in these distance races. Even if we got to give somebody some international scholarship money, I don't, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we can't find anybody in this country. Let's go get some opportunities to some people from other countries where they run long distances. I, I'm just, I'm, Man, just, I'm, I'm just trying to help pass this along. We got to understand how to win. Look, yes, Kelvin says we need the budget. Yes, we need money. We need resources. But you also got to understand how to win these events. And you win these events by finding some kids who can. But run you gotta have Brian. Brian, you, you're talking, but you're talking. You know, we we ain't had a permanent coach in a whole year. We got a coach we have in January. We had an interim all last year. I mean, you gotta have some stability in the leadership so that kids. You can't recruit people to come and they don't know if they're gonna be there and they don't. Don't you know the person who's there is interim and don't know how long they're gonna be interim at. We. We fumbled, we fumbled, we fumbled the ball, and now it's going to take some time. Hopefully, not too much time, but it's going to take some time to to get some stability and some structure and some order in this thing. It ain't going to just unless you got the unless you got all five rings, then you can snap. 
<laughs> See, I'm missing one for the thumb. I'm missing one for the thumb. Hey, you cannot. An uh, interim coach is not going to recruit. He's not the interim else. coach. The man. The, look, go to the website. Look, the man's been hired. I know he's only been there for like a couple of months. I get it. Okay, so he hasn't had a recruiting cycle yet. All right, I'm just just win, just win, just win. You sound, you, you sound like a you sound like a fan. <laughs> I'm sound. I sound like somebody it, who we we in Florida with Florida athletes and like. <laughs> Like my man Kofi said one time, you mean in Florida we can't find anybody to run? We can't find anybody? Nobody? Nobody wants to run at FAMU, for FAMU? When, when the last time we had a track championship? Probably the last time we had somebody who ran uh, 5,000 meter hey, or 10,000 Hey, hey as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, didn't we lose our two best track athletes over the last year or two? One went to Miami and one went to uh, Mississippi State? Yeah, they, they, then then one of then then they come on our show. What did they tell you? You don't listen, <laughs> but I you're listen. gonna learn today. You're gonna I, learn today. <laughs> I listen, but it's still wait a minute. It's still hard to hear. Start, it's still hard to hear. Come here. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put you over my. Oh man, I don't know my leg and helmet, but come here. <laughs> <laughs> How am, how am I? Okay. Y'all sitting here talking about I sound like a fan. We, look, we don't, we, okay, okay, okay. Right. You know, I, I get we have to do more with more, but at the same time, we got to do with what we got. Okay. I'm going to be a fan, okay? That's fine. I'm going to be a fan. I'm going to sit over here off on the side and be a fan. You're going to learn today. All right. <laughs> we're gonna learn you something. And when we and when we come out, didn't we tell you we address our long distance running needs, then y'all gonna come back to me and say, damn, Brian, you were right. We got some long distance runners now, man. They they good. Look at them, they good. We started winning all of a sudden. All right. Well, we got well, we got stability at, on a serious note. We got stability now at the top, you know, with AD spot and She's put her team together, and we got coaches now. So we'll, you know, we'll be able to judge them as they move forward. He's recruiting now. Marcus just shared some of his recruits. So you know, we, we, we you know, we are where we are, but we have opportunity to to to, to do more with more. I hope so. And Brian, I don't think anybody on Marcus's list is running the five thousand. Sorry, we got <laughs> more sprinters. Whoop de do. Great. Uh, that's wonderful. All right. Well, hey, it is what it is. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll figure out a way. Um, can I can I tease next week's show? Uh, we've got a guest lined up uh, from the OBC, the Orange Blossom Classic, scheduled for next week. First hour of the show. That's going to be huge. Orange Blossom Classic, was that talked about? No, not tonight. Not tonight. That was right. That's right. That's why this is why you gagging right here. (laughs) (laughs) But but 
You can gag all you want to. I'm going to wear you out. You're going to learn today. All right, see, <laughs> I don't know what box you pulled that out of, but you you can put that right back on the wall. <laughs> oh my God! All right, uh, no, uh, this is a non-hazing show, Kelvin. <laughs> Got me over here coughing and choking up a lung. Uh, all right, <clears throat> Drew, it's on you. I'm throwing it back to you to close. Whatever you got to do, back to you, Drew. You you expect me to follow y'all up? <laughs> You really expect me to follow this this conversation, I don't know. Marcus? Final thoughts. Final yeah, thoughts, Marcus. That's final exactly thoughts, Marcus. Final uh, Marcus. Well, one quick thing since I like to follow the recruiting thing, I hadn't even updated my spreadsheet, but I think the coaches probably offered like 15, 20 kids over the last day or two. I mean, they're out in football. Yeah, I've I mean, seen that too. between I've seen Virginia, that. I think um, there's a couple. I know uh, Coach Spady. Apparently, he's he's out in the Panhandle. Um, everybody's one of the coaches in Central Florida, so I'm seeing I'm trying to keep up, but it's almost like, and it may be more than that, but I know at least 15 offers, but maybe close to 20 over the last day between the high schools of Virginia, some of Florida, but majority of them are out of Virginia. So we'll, I'm gonna try to keep track of that, try to catch up and keep everybody up to date, and just looking forward to, you know, whatever comes down to the pike, we're in in our season. Well, baseball, you know, they're the only sport. They're still in it right now since the SWAC championships are over, and we don't have any people that qualify for NCAA regional. So I think track is pretty much done. So baseball is all we have left to hang our hat on. Oh, and also right before the show, the PGA collegiate something golf came, came in third. Well, it wasn't golf. Yeah. I forgot the formal name of the tournament, but we came in third place. Yeah, we came in third. Yep. Yes. I saw where we were on day one, and I stopped watching. I stopped. Stat yeah, the PGA Works Collegiate Championship. We finished third. Okay. I'm not well, sure who finished first or second. And, 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 the, and the golf program, man, because I, I saw day one, and I was like, ooh, boy. It looked real bad after day one. It was like the guys must have hung out too late la uh, the night before or something. <laughs> Came out there swinging the clubs like you and me. Uh, but anyway, uh, okay. That's what's up. Um what you got, Kelvin? Well, you know, the coaches, you, we talked about football specifically and the recruiting. Um, they're on the road. It's, it's spring uh, football practice going on around. So they're, they're out on the road in their respective recruiting areas and, and um, a lot of feedback, a lot of buzz on social media about that. And also we have a couple of summer camps, and I know we're going to do a summer camp show uh, coming up, but, you know, softball has a summer camp in June as well as uh, football, have several different camps coming up. So, uh, you know, Riley Nation, get ready to hear about those, and we have some of those folks come and talk about their, their camps as uh, kids get ready to get out of school at the end of the month. Guess which program won't be having summer camps? Stop it. <laughs> I, mean, I can't go there. I, I won't go there. Uh, I just – you know, I I just know you know other shoot. <laughs> Brian, I, they, I'm those, being real messy. Those I, I'm who being play real that messy. sport are going to vacation Bible school. I'm being real messy. Um, I just know when the when another school in Jacksonville HBCU hires a new basketball coach, a week later he got a camp with three different dates and elite camp, and he's in Division Two. 
Must be nice to have your own gymnasium, your own arena. Must be nice. We got two. We can't even get yeah. either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, may, may, may. I, I, I was gonna joke with you, man, because uh, we actually have more than that. If you include a high school gym, so, but, uh, but, uh, you know, we do have some new equipment going into both Gaither and Lawson. I'm sure it's not at the same time, you know, but uh, but yeah, I would love to see that camp. But we we had we had uh, one owner who said exactly, you know, that they weren't they weren't going to do one. Some of the challenges behind it, it is what it is at this point, and uh, and we're still trying to get the other one to come back and do a season closing. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do this. I don't do this for. I do this to call this to attention. Really, I do. I, I do this to call attention to shine light in the dark corners of the room. That's all I'm gonna say. Because if we don't shine light in the dark corners of the room, nobody else will. If nobody else is gonna answer, or act, let me let me backtrack. I don't know you, Rick, but. <laughs> I'm I'm neither right now. <laughs> right now. Give me about 10 more minutes. And I might be one of those. Okay, Rick? Oh, oh. Uh, no. Yeah, well, off the couch. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, that that's all. I, I'm just man, I, I I guess I want us to be, I want us to be excellent. Not some of the time, all the time. And I don't, I, again, every other aspect of our university talks and preaches and does excellent things. I know we have a new leadership that's working towards getting that stuff done. But it, it's... Everybody's not on. Everybody's not on board for making sure all of. I, I, that's just my opinion. I, I, I'm probably wrong. I just don't think everybody's on board with making sure athletics and the athletic programs. Let me not. Let me say it more specifically. That all of the athletic programs can have success at the highest possible levels. We don't. We don't. We don't devalue the School of Business and Industry for the nursing program. We don't devalue the nursing program for the School of Journalism. We don't devalue education for engineering. Take, if, you, if we treated every athletic program the same way we treat every school within our university and, and, and push them towards excellent and help them be excellent all the time, we wouldn't have these inconsistencies in our athletic programs where we have one or two programs being highly successful, whether it be academically or with financial support or with success on the field or court, all of them would be getting the same kind of support at the same time, just like we do within our schools. And that is all I'm, that's all I'm on. That's the only trip I'm on. Well, well said, and you. And so now you know you're going back to what Kofi was pushing for. 
it starts with the, the top, our, our board of trustees and our and our and our, our president. I mean, they've got to value um, athletics the same way they value our um, academics, as the same as they value our, um, our you know, we, we're trying to be a, a, a top 100 school in terms of uh, the uh, rankings. Well, 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 we need we need to be a, a, the top school in the SWAC, at least athletically in rankings from an athletic department budget standpoint. So, I mean, there it is. I mean, we, we want champions. We got to pay for it. We got to invest in it. Yeah. Um, before I before I give it to you, Drew, the last little thing. Uh, did you guys see the news that uh, Bronny James signed with USC? Um, that's uh, that's uh, so we 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 begin to begin to push to recruit Bryce Bryce James. Uh, man, stop. Brian, just stop, just stop, just check it Hey, Brian, hey, listen, leave it home. Let's, hey, let's, oh, let's, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Club to have you to start with, just like Mikey Williams was going to uh, Alabama State, right? Hey, Mikey, Mikey Williams might need to go to an HBCU, that might be the only place that'll take him now. I'm just saying. Well, because they get in trouble and then they, they got to come home and find us. And that's what we do. That's what Juco is for, too. No, it's well, anyway. So I, if I look, come join me. I'm going to start the Twitter campaign. You know, bring bring Bryce to FAMU. That's it. Whatever, whatever. I'll come up with something catchy by next show. And I'll start the <laughs> All right. campaign. All and right, there you go, Brian. Um, I Dude, have, I'm encouraging you, my brother. You, I, you, family, you elite. Yes. You. We yes. are king. Right, rather, I give you the damn power. We are, a, <laughs> we are a King James school. We are a King James school. Let that. Let me say that again. We are that the first nice. King James school. So to not have one of King James's, not to have, not to have the prince or a prince of the King James household would be wrong. So, hey, Bryce, 2025, let's go. Hey, hey, Brian. Drew, it's on you to close out. Brian. Yes. Baltimore is the home of (laughs) Under Armour. Is Morgan State the Under Armour school? That's different. What do you mean? No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Brian. I know it's late, but you dreaming before you will be it. I'm just putting it out there like that, man. He probably should have went to bed. He probably should have went dreaming. to bed first. <laughs> That's right, Kenya. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I, I went to Kenya. Hey. We can't even get a camp. You talking about getting 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 a, a James son? <laughs> dream big. Kenya. I'm dreaming big. Hey, we missed one. We're not gonna miss on the other. Yeah, yeah. Now. Uh, I'm just going to get out of here with this, fellas. I appreciate uh, being here today with you guys, being with some real brothers. Uh, I'll just briefly share. I was a little bit in my feelings today. Had nothing to do with anything about this, but I was in my feelings today about some things that I saw uh, transpire in in some other places that – so, so people did some so, so people did some foul stuff and 
Brian, Brian, Brian knows what I'm talking about. I was a little bit in my feelings today about this, but once again, being here with my family was therapy for me. So I just, I just want to appreciate you guys for doing that, uh, for, for being there for me, allowing me to sit in the big chair, in the captain's chair for the first hour till Brian was able to uh, get here. Thank you, Brian, for letting me sit in your in, in your captain's chair. And you can have this son of a gun back. No, I'm just <laughs> I think I think this is most I know this is the most fun I've ever had get, uh, being a guest on the uh, OG Strike Zone like I had today. So I just uh, just appreciate it, y'all. But uh, I hope we have a a quiet summer on the highest of seven years athletically because the last mm-hmm. couple of summers have really been adventurous for our rattlers. So, and with that, I guess I'll see y'all in about another five, six months, man. <laughs> <laughs> at least, uh, 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 at least on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody on uh, watching us on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, please hit the thumbs up button on the way out the door. Uh, feel free to go ahead and like, share, and subscribe wherever you can find us. Please go follow the ONG Strike Zone on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. Uh, download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app on the Google Play or Apple App Store. Search my JBN, my BCSN, and then the Pod Zone. You do us a huge favor if you go find the BCSN Pod Zone. Uh, we are a part of the Black College Sports Network. All of our shows, as well as the other shows that are a part of the BCSN, appear on the BCSN Pod Zone. Great HBCU talk from all of us different content creators, whether it's school-specific or sports in general. Anything you want to listen to, you can find it. BCSN Pod Zone. So that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you, everybody. Hit the the thumbs up on the way out. What did you say? Hit the thumbs up on your way out. Exactly. Thumbs up on the way out. Uh, Don't forget, next week, Kendra Bullock Majors, the uh, uh, CEO uh, of the uh, Orange Blossom Classic, will be joining us next week. Uh, That's going to be a good show. So make sure to tune in and reserve (laughs) your uh, questions. And got to give a shout out to all of the mothers uh, that absolutely uh, watch our show. Um, to all of you guys, uh, unfortunately, you know my mother's not around. But if your mother's your mother is still around in your life, <coughs> why he, why he calls all the mothers who let their husbands watch this show? <laughs> yeah, so uh, to all to all the mothers. Uh, aunts and uh, grandmothers wish all of them uh, happy Mother's Day. Uh, hopefully, you get it. Hopefully, you get a chance to spend some time with uh, with those great women in your life. So uh, that's gonna do it. Uh, yeah, toast to you, Edwin. Uh, that's gonna do it for our show. You guys, be well, be safe, and uh, make sure to strike, strike, <clears throat> and strike again this weekend. Good night, everybody. Peace out. Well,